You're listening to the NASM CPT Podcast with Rick Ritchie, winner of the Share Care Emmy Award for Social Storytelling and the official podcast of the National Academy of Sports Medicine. Hey, y'all, and welcome to the NASM CPT Podcast. And today I'm going to be talking about trainer burnout and how to avoid that. And it started with this message from Kevin on Instagram. He sent me a DM and says, hey, Rick, I need to catch up on your content. I've been slacking lately. All good. So after 15 years of being a personal trainer, I'm experiencing trainer burnout. I hope to switch some sort of fitness education role or part-time personal trainer. Thank you for your suggestions up above. Uh, We've responded back and forth before. Uh, I hope all is well with you and your family. All right. So this is for those who are experiencing or afraid they may experience trainer burnout. It is not for any of the, the new trainers that need to build their clientele. However, if you are new, this is a good episode to use as a crystal ball to see what your potential future may hold. And with that being said, the next episode later this week that we're going to be doing is for uh, new trainers and how to avoid kind of quitting early. So it wouldn't be burnout. It would be, I don't know if I can do this. And we will address that in the following episode this week. So here, here's kind of a step-by-step, some of the things that I want you to take away if you're starting to experience trainer burnout. One, most important, the one that we kind of don't do enough of, and there are a lot of reasons why we don't, and it's a problem, which is take some time off. Take a vacation. And I didn't do vacations for a very, very, very long time. And Uh, I found it very difficult for a lot of these reasons, and these are a lot of the reasons that I hear from some of y'all. So here it goes. Uh, I know it's difficult because of this main reason. Number one, I don't get paid if I take time off. I don't get paid. So you want me to go on vacation to not make money, and whilst on vacation, I need to spend money. So my vacation cost me double what it cost other people. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what vacations are like. Like, not everybody gets a paid vacation. And I know what a wonderful perk that must be for them. Good for you. Good for you. So happy for you. But for us, you can be happy for yourself too. Take some time off. Well, we get these kind of things where I know it's expensive um, and we don't want to take that time off. But then we say things like this, and I find these a little bit weird, but I used to say it and I think it's weird now looking back on it, but I was afraid to leave my clients, right? I don't want to leave my clients. Rick, I'm starting to burn out, but I don't want to leave my clients. Well, what's going to happen? What about when you burn out completely and then you leave your clients completely because you're burned out? And you just stop training. They will be fine. If you leave for a week or two or a month, take the summers off. Whatever, They're going to be okay. So it's just exercise. And you know I'm a big fan of exercise. But it's not going to hurt them. 
And plus, give them something to do while they're gone. Make sure that there are expectations in their world that they are still trying to maintain. Push them off onto another trainer. I'm sure that trainer would be delighted to train your clients while you're gone. No, I'm afraid somebody's going to take my clients. Well, that could be a problem if you're not being kind of focused on your clients. If you're not client focused, you're just get through the session focused, then somebody else can come and take your train your clients. But it will never happen to those who are truly client focused and have built those relationships. So I say don't worry about that. Um, and then the fact that some people are like, well, I just can't afford to go anywhere. And here's the thing, like you don't have to go to Bali. You don't have to. It's a bucket list for me. I haven't been. But you can go on a road trip. What about KOAs or visiting friends and family? If that's a vacation experience for you, then do that. Go to the park. Go to a museum. Go to a party, a game, a concert, a fight night, a rap battle. Who cares? Just go and stop feeling the weight of the responsibility that you have. Take some time off. So that's number one, take a vacation, take some time off. Number two, learn something new and expand your client offering. I, you know, I'm a big fan. I'm, I'm here on behalf of NASM. So my suggestion is go get a specialty certification. And, and I think some ones that would be really nice are the wellness coaching certification because that just... That's not prepping a workout. That's prepping a conversation, making sure that people are prioritizing their wellness and putting their wellness uh, first and then their fitness. And they can coincide. In fact, NASM has a wellness coaching certification, so you better believe that fitness is in there. In fact, most of the wellness is through fitness as we talk about it, but wellness is a very broad category. And we need to understand the value of movement, the value of physical activity, and how that supports our wellness. And this is this could be just a conversation. It doesn't have to be uh, a workout. In fact, I think a lot of people need wellness coaching so that they can um, uh, they can stand on their own two feet and do the work themselves. It's not an accountability by being there at a certain time with a trainer. It's an accountability by me talking with a wellness coach and then being set on my own to do it. I think that's a great idea. I, I think another great idea is the nutrition coaching certification. If, if you have clients that are in need of nutrition coaching, if you have clients that are in need of weight loss and you are not doing nutrition coaching with them, then you are doing a disservice to their weight loss. So being able to do nutrition coaching is very important. Go back to school. Here's another one. Go back to school. I did it a lot. It's unnecessary. It's honestly unnecessary, but I just kept doing it. Nerd. But uh, one of the things I did, and this is just another me story, but this was because I was burning out and I wanted something to pique my interest and to keep me in line with kind of my area of focus, which I did a lot of corrective exercise, especially early on. And so I went back to school for massage therapy. And I even told my wife, 
because I had to rationalize spending money to go back to school. And I was like, look, I can do this in tandem. I can train and I can do massage therapy. They feed each other. It's a great way if I'm at the gym and other trainers have clients that need massages, I can do that. If I start to get burned out, then I can just focus a little bit more on massage. If I get burned out massage, I focus a little bit on personal training. And here's the thing. I ended up just staying kind of mostly with personal training, and I only average about uh, a couple of massages every month, maybe once a week. I still do them, but mine are very corrective-focused. Uh, it's not, you know, ocean sounds and lighting a candle. That's not what I do, but I can. That's, you know, my focus is focusing on the corrective needs of the client. But that's what I did. Why? Because I was burning out and I needed something else. So I went to massage therapy school. But there are a lot of options. You want to interest in Olympic weightlifting? Just do some Olympic weightlifting classes. Uh, take a course in Olympic weightlifting. Kettlebells, right? Just like whatever it is that can help to reinvigorate you, to create interest, to create drive. Uh, what you could also do is just like, shadow a friend at their day at work and then find out if you want a real job or not because that's a that's a warning that's a warning sign right there when your client when all of your friends are like i wish you had i had your job and you're like i wish i had yours and then you go to their job and you're like no nah, my job's good <laughs> i'm cool i love being a trainer in fact so all good here uh to be honest, like training is not for everybody. It's definitely not. But it's a cool job. It is a cool job. And I've mentioned this on the pod before, but it's a cool job. But as they said on, uh, I think it was Be Real from Cypress Hill, it's a cool job, but it's still a job. Uh, and that's not being about a rap superstar, a rock superstar. That's about being a fitness professional. It's still a job. The weight of that can start to build on you. And it gets tough. Like everything, it gets tough. And you got to work through the, or or move on, right? Like you work through them or you move on. And those can both be correct answers for you. And that's okay. But what are some ways that we can inspire life? Where we can breathe life back into this world? Because it's a cool one. Because we could look at other things. Or you want to talk about, let's learn something to expand uh, your client offering. Well, one of those things you can do is change jobs. Right? You can, can change jobs. You can go out on your own. If you're out on your own and you're struggling with it, you can go back to corporate gym. You can start a training business on an app. A lot of people do that. They're doing online training, virtual training, monthly programming. Do that. That's fantastic. Have at it. It's another option for you. And it might be something where you're like, I really enjoy doing this. And I'm recording content and putting uh, stuff on this app and putting together programs and sending that out to people and waking up with money, right? Because people can just sign up. And that, that, that is amazing. You can look at corporate wellness programs. 
if you're living in a maybe usually larger cities where there are large corporations based out of it and they have corporate wellness programs and you can do part of a corporate wellness program. There's many fitness opportunities within corporate wellness programs. And you could also be like, Hey, I'm not interested in the fitness part specifically anymore. I'm, I'm interested in many of the other wellness offerings that exist. And you can look into that. You can also think about and consider working with or for a physical therapist. Sometimes uh, chiropractors will do this too. They might have a massage therapist on staff. They might have an acupuncturist on staff or, or under the same roof in the same business. They also have fitness professionals. You know, the personal trainers work within physical therapy um, uh, umbrellas quite a bit because as long as the physical ther therapist is providing the assessments and the programming, you can implement that programming. Now, you as a fitness professional can implement the programming and that would be an excellent option for you. And it might also spark your interest in doing whatever it is that of the people that you work for. You might be like, oh, I really enjoy physical therapy. Maybe that's something I want to do. Maybe I want to go to chiropractic. That's pretty cool. Uh, or you could just be like, hey, I, I don't really know about training. It's just it's wearing on me. And maybe you at that point you go, well, what about management? Companies are always looking for managers. They're looking for people to take the helm and to direct the crew and to inspire them and to teach them. Then that could be something for you to do as well as look into managerial roles within the fitness industry. All right. Well, we talked about going on vacation. We talked about learning something new to expand your client offering. But now I'm going to suggest this. Get a mentor. Y'all have heard me talk about mentors a lot because mentors can help you find your footing and to help you find your place. That's what mentors do. They, they've been around the block a little bit. They understand. Mentors can help guide you on your path. Mentors can provide perspective and help you navigate this burnout experience that you're going through because mentors have probably been there before. I have. For sure, I have. That's why I feel more comfortable speaking to this because I've been there. And I'm trying to figure out, well, how do I avoid that? Because it is a cool job, but it is still a job, and that can be challenging sometimes. Well, that's about getting a mentor. At the same time, you're trying to advance your world and you're not sure what you want to do, then maybe you become the mentor. Sometimes you just need something to give you a purpose. And if you've been around the block, you're starting to get burned out, you're tired, it's just, you know, 6 a.m. session, 6 p.m. session, sessions all in between before and later and and that can be wearing, but a lot of times trainers are open at certain hours in the middle of the day, and maybe you are the person that they can go to and they can talk to about building their business and sales and marketing and connecting and, uh, you know, what, what do I implement first and what are some of my accessory lifts that could go along with this and where does mobility fit into the program and I bet you could speak to that. You could be a mentor. 
that people get to learn from your experience now. And that'll help you find a renewed sense of this love for fitness by helping others that are looking to grow in this industry because of their love for fitness. And the last thing you may want to consider is teaching. And, and the person mentioned this in their content and their uh, message to me. <clears throat> so maybe I get into doing some teaching. Well, I think that's a great opportunity. And you can do that through social media content. You can teach through social media. You can start providing social content, putting stuff together, and then putting it out there on you know all the different social channels. And then push maybe your mentorships through your social media channels. I think that's a good idea. Personal training schools are often in need of good teachers. And if there are personal training schools around you, then I would inquire about it. How do I become a personal trainer trainer? That's a great question. You could also start your own personal training school. Rick, that's a little much. It is, but you could. I'm that guy that's always like, why not, though? You know? Why not? That seems like a lot. I'd love to do that, but I don't know why anybody would come to me. Well, why not? That's that's what I always ask. Why not? Why not may have gotten me to where I am today, doing what I do, at the level I do it, in a place that I do it, with the enjoyment that I have while doing it, because there's a lot of why nots. People ask why. Why? Why would I do that? Why would I do that? Why not? I think we limit ourselves a lot of times. Why? Why? Why not? I don't think they should be putting shackles on yourself when you're trying to explore what your options are. I mean, some things are long shots, but you can always make sense out of long shots. And if you can make sense, you can put together a business program and you have the right people behind you and, you know, you want to partner with NASM on a curriculum, then you could do that too. Why not? Uh, you could apply to be a presenter. That's another thing you could do. I've been presenting quite a bit lately. I'm very excited to be home and not presenting for, I think, the rest of the year. But NASM, uh, if you're listening... Let me know if I'm right or wrong on that, <laughs> but uh, I think I'm in the free for the rest of the year. To, if you are interested in becoming a presenter, then apply to become a presenter. Know that you're applying for like a year out. And sometimes these big conferences really require that, you know, the the people who get booths are the ones who get places to to teach. And through that teaching, you can direct people to the business, the brand, and the booth. And if you don't have a booth, then maybe the bigger ones are not for you. But there are a lot of other smaller ones that you could go to where you could present. And you could work with a company, get connected with a company that does that. I've, I've had friends throughout the years. They've worked for Nautilus. They've worked for um, Lifetime. They've worked for uh a techno gym i mean they just they work for these businesses and these businesses go to conferences and they need people to teach and present and things like that i mean think about it 
that's an option. TRX, right? I've had dozens of people that I know throughout the years that have worked through TRX. Why not? Here's another thing. Connect with industry leaders and get on a panel somewhere. And if you don't have a panel to get on, then create a panel with your industry friends that, that gives you purpose. And then do it as a webinar, put it out on social media, pass the mic to each other, everybody set up and just do it. Do a podcast. Jeez, everybody else is doing a podcast. Am I right or am I right, people? <laughs> Thanks for listening. Uh, you could you could try do a podcast too. It's not as easy. It's not as easy as I make it look, ladies and gentlemen. It's uh, it's it can be a, it can be a lot of work. Um, but it can be very very gratifying, and it can help you learn. Because that's the best thing about being a teacher, in my opinion. It's like you love helping people, but the amount that you learn when you teach so significant so think about it think about that kevin kevin i hope you found it helpful along with everybody else who's listening so thank you so much like subscribe share with your fitness friends and family and if you are so inclined please leave a five-star review on whatever platform you listen to you want to reach out to me like kevin did you can hit me up on instagram at dr.rickritchie or email me rick.ritchie at nasm.org thanks for listening everybody this has been the nasm cpt podcast